0: you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening
1: good morning and we do thank everyone for listening and um uh, we're starting a new show today and I, I as the owner i always get to uh introduce the new show and i uh this is going to be a great show and uh We have Mark the Shark from New York. He's an attorney, and uh, Mark has joined us a number of other times on different shows and always has a very interesting perspective of everything that's going on. And uh, I would consider Mark quasi-conservative. Is that a fair statement, Mark?
2: That's a pretty fair statement. I'd say quasi-conservative is good
1: okay but anyway uh no mark is uh like we are in the conservative realm and uh his show is going to be called a bite of reality and if you go and look at the logo it's fantastic it's a shark taking a bite and uh we need it today and uh, we need it always so mark welcome to america's web radio family and uh We look forward to uh, your show and many shows in the future. And, you know, it's amazing. I know that it's going to be somewhat political, and I just don't know where you're going to get the material between Biden and AOC and Kamala. Gee, they're just perfect.
2: I'm telling you, I was thinking about getting a shirt with a Chick-fil-A logo on it, but she already did that, so she's got to dress with one. (laughs) It kind of sets back my priorities, but good afternoon, everybody. Um, thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. It's going to be the premiere station coming up soon. Tell um, you a little bit about what I do is I am an attorney from New York. Uh, caught the show several times. Uh, became very interested in the show, and I actually have guest appearance on um, On Point with Victor and on Locked and Loaded with Roger B and those two shows you if you haven't listened to them yet you should tune them in they're great shows with great hosts but i'd like to start off today just thanking uh Dave the station owner and Brett our board to get it from New York to the station and then getting it out to you that's a monumental task um you know we are a conservative radio station and i'm sure the liberal uh, internet carriers are looking how to cut us off as we speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not, but they probably are.
2: But um, bet they're looking to do something, too. Because uh, we're starting to get a lot of lit- listeners out there and things are starting to happen. But what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to start off today acknowledging one particular fact. And it's probably 50% of America is unaware of, and it kind of tells you where America is today, America, in the eyes of history, is still a child. It still needs direction, and it's trying to find itself. But there are many facets to a child, as we all know, as they grow up normally as good and evil, and they try to keep things kind of balanced, kind of towards the center. But when that child is being torn to one side or the other and ripped asunder from the center of the personality, the child becomes mentally ill. Child begins to experience raw emotion, incomprehensible decisions, frustrating behaviors, disruptive behaviors. It begins to exhibit itself, further tearing itself apart. America is nothing but a child. It's lost its way. Facts matter. Its parents have gone berserk. Did you put that in? And its no, caretakers no, 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 no. are creating a serious not, crisis in the child's life. I ask you. America, is it still worthy of saving? I'm going to start off today with reflecting on America and its history and bring back to today, once again, today's current event and the current state of the disasters of the Biden administration. Unfortunately, this isn't an 18-hour program, but we'll try to do our best in the one hour we have. September seventeenth, seventeen 1787, our forefathers, including such greats as Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Lucas King, James Madison, Jared Ingersoll, and a host of others, 39 of them in total, from the various states came to a conclusion. It's kind of what started as a separation from an evil power with tyranny, how it reigned, and the people they suffered. It became known as the Constitutional Congress, and they select us to create a new entity for the world, a new child as it was, who would learn from others what devious government can do when it was a dictator in charge without restrictions. They learned, when separated from King George III, and the control of the tyranny of the king, that centralized government that believes it is better than its people simply doesn't work. They were 39 brave individuals, in the Constitutional Congress on September 17, 1787, 233 years ago. They recognized that something had to change, and they had an opportunity to make this great nation begin to form. The preamble to the Constitution, which we all know, the first few words is probably one of the most important set of words put into paragraphs in the history of our planet. I'm going to read them for you here, and I'm going to let you experience them. And if you would close your eyes, unless, of course, you're driving, and imagine what these 39 great founders of this country did when they sacrificed everything they knew and everything they had to create the gift they called America. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution for the united states if you did what i asked and closed your eyes you saw that amazing moment that moment where our country was born with the brilliance of thirty nine individual people coming together to bring this country into a form that had never been seen before. The construction of the Constitution is interesting in and of itself, because throughout the Constitution, it wasn't what it gave that was so critical. It was what it took away. It was a limitation of power of the government. The brilliance being that the power of government was and always should be derived from the people and for the people, and not by the government itself. They believed if government was the answer, the question was stupid. And what do I mean by that? The Constitution is a document of limitations. If you read the intent, the language, it is perhaps one of the most brilliantly written documents ever. Its sole purpose was to give life to a new set of states which would form a nation... And to limit the control, remember that word, limit, because they knew what tyranny was. And they knew what tyranny was capable of. When a centralized government believes it was better than the people it was elected by. Let me stress that. The brilliance behind setting up this nation was that the power to govern was not derived from the people at the top. It was derived from the people who elected them. It was not derived from the people who were appointed. It was derived from the people. We, the people. Let me repeat that for those of you who were not listening. The power of the government is derived from the people. If you understood that, you knew what was going on right now in our current nation, in our state of confusion with our inept and incompetent leaders, is a tragedy beyond which our forefathers, our founders, could not have possibly imagined. The problem is that evil is always one step ahead of good and takes actions by the good to combat the evil, not just sitting by and watching. There is no nation on this planet that has done more, is willing to do more, and has had so many successes in its short history than the United States of America. But unfortunately, I feel that we have fallen off the path. We have, in fact, destroyed the path in an effort to create something that is oblivious to everything else around it and focuses on its own self-centered power structure, the power structure of the leaders, the ideological incompetence that could not even find its way out of a rucksack. sack. We as Americans are being controlled. Our lives, our minds, the information we see, the truth that we get, it's not the reality. We were born a nation of people who understood what the privilege was to be an American. We opened our hearts, our wallets, and gave a hand everywhere and anywhere there was suffering. America stepped in. Everywhere there was an economic tragedy. There was an economic need. America stepped in. We have always been the most charitable country in the world, but now I fear we have become the fools of the world. In a more perfect world, liberty and pursuit of happiness is an easy concept, but it requires hard work to maintain. What we did provide ourselves with is the tranquility that we envisioned. Is this the pursuit of happiness? Look around. How many Americans are actually happy? People are wound so tight these days, they fire off in an instant, become unraveled, and become violent, lashing out, some not even knowing why. They burn down cities. They destroy their own neighborhoods. They steal their own products, which people of their own neighborhoods are trying to buy. So I ask you, where is America gone? I see a future that is not only dark, but it is a self-inflicted wound one which we, the people, have allowed to be perpetrated upon ourselves. Perhaps we closed our eyes too long. Perhaps we got involved here in our daily lives. Perhaps we just didn't care because someone else was running the ship. Someone else was taking us on the cruise. And that was always okay in the old days when we trusted our leaders and they had America's best interest at heart. But when the now Titanic of America has hit the iceberg of reality, America is sinking. And not only is it sinking, but I fear, in effect, the people we have elected are pushing us down, destroying what was once a great country, and in essence, giving them the ability to make it back in their own image, to create what they think is the perfect reality, and the perfect nation, and the perfect world. But here's the problem, folks. The problem is because unlike our founding fathers, the people who are in charge right now believe that they know everything, that they believe, they understand everything, and they believe they are the all-knowing, the all-powerful who know better than we, the people. I submit they are wrong. And that's kind of where we started today. A little bit of the history of the Constitution. And... As I look around and I see people... Okay, Mark, break. Sure. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from lawyers to citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriors2citizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. Hello, Atlanta. Have you heard? Get your motor running, whether you're born to be wild or not. Because on October the 2nd from 10 to 2 at Roswell City Hall, We're hosting a car show unlike anything Roswell has seen, benefiting St. Jude Children's
2: Research Hospital and free to the public. Guests will enjoy an array
0: of exquisite, rarely seen cars, boats, bikes, plus vendors with both automotive and art themes, along with local brewery from the earth hosting a beer garden, offering a lunch menu, coffee barista, snow cones, photo
2: booth, and face painting. Fun for all the family. Register your motor anytime up to the day of the event at atlmotoringfest.org. And for more information, call us, 770-645-6844. We look forward to seeing you Saturday, October the 2nd, in the
0: perfect isolated space around Roswell City Hall. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey, good afternoon again. Well, I think what happened is everybody has heard what was going on. And they kind of asked themselves, you know, what is he talking about? The Constitution. Wow. That's back in 1787. Well, wow. the Constitution is the same. It's the construct of America. It was something that people took from what they knew, from what they fought for. And what they died for. And they brought it together in a document that has sufficed this country well, and has brought this country further than anywhere else on the planet, any other inept society. For 233 years we've lived by the Constitution, and it served us well, as we have served it. We have been true to the Constitution, And I'd sing happy birthday, but you wouldn't want me singing happy birthday for the Constitution today, Dave. But I look at, you know, people who were asking me, well, where do I get a lot of my information? Do I watch the news? And, you know, there hasn't been a legitimate news program on in probably 10 years. There's been a lot of opinion stations, a lot of things like that. Um, Fox News, MSNBC, NBC ABC, and you no longer have news reporters. You no longer have people who are going to tell you the reality of what's going on. And, you know, something that struck me yesterday that I saw that really kind of strikes to the heart of what's going on in this country right now. You know, I heard talk about weaponization of things. Well, let me give you an example, okay? Uh, Apparently Fox News had been flying a drone around the Texas area. And they had been showing in the last couple of days, last 24 hours, what went from approximately 3,000 people at the border to over 10,000 people at the border. Border patrol is clearly overwhelmed. There is no COVID-19 spacing. There's no social distancing. There's no vaccination. There's no testing. There's just 10,000 people waiting to be distributed throughout the United States. Because of our great Biden border. So the drone was flying around, and the last two days, they sent back some very disturbing pictures. And you would say, well, what were the disturbing pictures of? Well, they were of the crisis at the border. possibly 10,000 people stuffed underneath the International Bridge in Texas. And you'd say, well, okay, that's a news organization. They're flying far enough away. And as a drone pilot, I have my license. I'm also trust certified. So, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no structures around there that they would interfere with. There's certainly no airports near that area. And it came to me and I said, well, wait a second. They put in what's called a TFR, temporary flight restriction. This is the FAA, by the way. Okay. Another one of our federal organizations. So the FAA puts in this TFR. And what is the TFR? No drone flights over the area for the next 30 days, or until September 30th, I should say. So one has to wonder here, why all of a sudden would they put this up? Now, it was alleged they put up that it was interfering with the Border Patrol, and Border Patrol had asked them to put the restrictions on it. But lo and behold, the news reporters down there contacted the border Control and spoke to their contacts there. And they said, we never requested that. In fact, we were happy for you showing that because we need help here. We are overwhelmed. We cannot handle this. But yet, somehow or another, the Biden operatives decided that they were all going to take this under their wing of Oh, let's make sure they're safe. All of a sudden. So they put up this temporary flight restriction. You know why they put it up? I know why they put it up. Because they don't want you to see it. Because they don't want you to see the reality of what's going on. It's our government now at its best. This is the best government that we have? Are you kidding me? They don't want you to see what's going on. They don't want you to see the reality of things. you ask yourself, why is that? Let's think about that. So let's see. In August, the numbers are approximately 200,000 immigrants flooded over the border. An invasion. I don't know what else they want to call it. Do they want to call it a trickle? What are they expecting? It's an invasion. Okay? I'm not saying that people shouldn't come here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, you know, close the borders isolationist. But you know what? Let's find out who's coming here first, okay? Let's find out what they're doing here. Yes, everybody loves to come to the United States. Why? We're a racist country, aren't we? Well, wait a second. That doesn't fit the narrative now, does it? So, if we're the most racist, hated country in the world, it seems like an awful lot of people want to come here, doesn't it? But you know what? That's not reality either. So what are you really getting from our government lately? What's spewing out of their faces? Well, you only need to look at their Department of Posterity. Oh, lamestream media. All these stations out there spewing direct from the podium. So let's take a look. They port off. Op- let's think about this for a second. People say, oh, it's a stupid drone. What are they doing? Who cares? But you're missing the point. You're missing the point of what they're doing. And this is what I'm going back to before. You don't understand what our government is doing right now. They are restricting your rights. They are taking away your rights. They are telling you what to do. They are your nanny. Now, we always talked about a nanny state. Do we want a nanny state? No. We didn't want a nanny state. But somehow or another, we got one. You know, there are people in this country that don't mind being told exactly what to do as long as the government keeps feeding them, handing them free housing, handing them free food, handing free cars, handy and free cell phones, free everything, free everything for everybody. They used to call that socialism. But here's the problem with that: it's OPM, other people's money. What do you think made America great? Socialism? What do you think made America the best nation in the world to come to? Socialism? Oh, you talk to Bernie. You know, Bernie Sanders, at least he's got his marbles still. We talk to him, he thinks socialism's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But that's not the reality again. You know, you can look at a picture, and you see the picture, and you can look from a distance. But when you get right up to the picture, guess what, folks? Nothing but a print. It's just like the brochure. It doesn't mean when you get there, it's going to look like the brochure. You ever see the brochure in New York City? New York City looks amazing. But guess what? There's no homeless people there. There's no drug addicts on the streets shooting up. There's no gunshots being fired in the streets. Nah, they don't put any of that down in the brochure for New York City. How come? Well, because that would be really stupid. But to let it exist, that's even stupider. So what are we doing? Where are we going with this? You know, Biden came up with this strategy. You know, they wondered why, and I know it's, it's a big thing right now. And, then, you know, they're trying to make it tomorrow. Apparently there's going to be a rally for the January 6th. Um, they called it an insurrection, but it was a protest. And let me tell you something. I'll take the January 6th protest any day over the billions of dollars that the BLM riots caused in this country. So let's just get that straight. And I'm pretty sure nobody got shot. Oh, wait, that's right. Somebody did get shot in the Capitol. But you know what? It wasn't law enforcement. It was an unarmed civilian woman, a military woman who was retired. But I digress. Let's keep going. So we're looking here and we're saying, what are we doing here? How did we get here? So for months and months and months, they led thousands of people throughout the country, ravaged cities, burned down buildings, attacked federal buildings. And when Trump tried to intervene, when he tried to go to Chicago and say, "Hey, you need my help? I'm here. I have the feds right here." Where did it go? Oh, what did Mayor Good Flight say there? Nah, we don't need your federal intervention. We're good. We like getting our citizens killed. You know, what's very interesting is take a look. You can look it up. 214 child COVID deaths in Chicago. 261 deaths of children in Chicago from gunshots. So you tell me, what's the national health epidemic? You think it's COVID? Come on. COVID can be controlled. We know that. They lied to us originally and that's okay. We expected them to lie to us, right? And if you didn't, can I sell you the bridge over the river that doesn't exist anymore? You know, I watch a lot of different news programs, and some of the stuff I see, I can understand why Biden's numbers aren't completely in the tank. You have the lamestream media following up with every breath he takes, as if he was the new savior. He walked on water. You know, he comes to the podium. He can't remember anybody's name. He has a meeting with the... the, um, commissioner or I should say I think he was meeting with Boris Johnson and Australia's prime minister couldn't remember that guy's name you know people tell him at the end he's supposed to take questions well I was told not to take questions hey hold on a second wait a second was that the words after your name Hmm. front there it says P-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T or was that supposedly going to someone else's name so is the president of the United States, who is telling you what to do? I'd like to know that person's name. I'd like to know who's really running the disasters that we seem to be stepping in all over the place. You know, they were talking about Biden trying to pivot away from some of the disasters recently. The problem is he's got the border. He's got Afghanistan. Um, he's got a vice president who's MIA. I don't know what going on there she disappeared and every other day there's a new crisis to work on you know he's got the mandates now that he wants and I know Dave wants to talk about the mandates you know I have I have a, an issue with that there's a case out of 1905 out of Massachusetts which says the Supreme Court found that yes the smallpox vaccine was able to be forcibly put into people's arms and you know what National health crisis. Okay, I understand that. But then somebody, please explain to me why there are hundreds of thousands of people coming over our border every single day, and not one of them has to take a vaccine. Not one of them has to take a test. You know what? You know, they used to say if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, smells like a duck, it's probably a duck and I can tell you what the Bidens are pushing out the door and what Jen Psaki's pushing from the podium, it smells like duck, and you know what? It doesn't make any sense. If you want to tell me that this nation is under attack from COVID-19, and you know what? Yes, it's been a horrible disaster, basically because no one understood it, because no one cared to find out where it came from at the beginning, which is a whole nother show. But what I'm talking about here is have a congruent sort of, there's no, there's no, the concept of what they're doing is so inept. I I can't even put it into words. You have hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants that are shipped all over the country without testing, released to go whatever the hell they want, no testing, no vaccines, no nothing. But we, the people, have to have this shoved into our arms. In fact, now I understand Biden's fantastic idea of this booster. It's come up, and guess what? Apparently, the FDA and the CDC are meeting today, and the data's out, folks. And I know Joe Biden doesn't read. He just barely stays awake. But the data doesn't seem to support the booster shot. How interesting. Mark, let's take a break
1: The Constitution of the United States of America. Hello,
2: my name is Rick White. and I'm the director everybody
1: of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of
2: Fame. I want to encourage all mode. Georgia veterans. to consider anybody being that's in the military takes, takes, you know, if you're, veteran, takes you know, the that's Georgia veteran the it. definition of you a Georgia veteran, is
1: either you are served the military for or you, here years, or you were raised your right hand
2: I mean, in state state I was going to hit on General Mills. For further information, go to www.gmb. Just kind of got sidetracked here with the contact me seven eight four two seven zero nine
1: one five you we're going
0: we're to mention your that
1: nomination or not. for the Georgia
2: Military Veterans Hall yep, Coming Thanks back, so much. okay? i wait. I'm circling around, uh, <laughs> circling the light.
1: wagons. Former
0: four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and oh, my goodness. Veteran. There's so much to As talk a board about. Remember, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, Warriors citizen.org And find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Good afternoon. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark coming from New York. And welcome back again. So, here's what we were talking about during the break. Dave reminded me that we're talking about the Constitution today a little bit, and I should say a lot of it and One of the things is that Dave did remind me that every one of our elected officials takes what's called an oath of office, and it it's a very interesting concept, the oath of office, because it begins with "I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office." of the President of the United States, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Well, see, Dave, that's his out right there. I know all the things he's doing wrong, Joe Biden, and all the things he's messed up so far, but that's his out. He's got it right in the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8. It says, to the best of my ability. That's what we were sold. We were sold that empty package that I talked about last time. Joe so Biden doesn't have any abilities. Maybe 50 years ago, he had an ability. He had an ability to tell everybody what they wanted to hear. But these days, he can't even tell what flavor ice cream he's getting. So that particular individual, the president, relies upon the people around him. Now, if you surround yourself with idiots, you're going to get idiot decisions if you surround yourself with ideologues, you're going to get ideological decisions. Decisions that sometimes don't, well, most of the time, don't attend reality and practice very well. They fit well in the classroom, they look really good on paper, they act really good when you put them on a test. And when you put them into practice, they fall apart because reality is not perfect. That's the difference between reality and ideology. So, he hired himself a couple of guys there and he's got some interesting people in his kind of cabinet there. And what, you know, what I was looking at during this whole debacle, um, whether or not general Mark Alexander Milley, and for those who don't know, it's not Millie Vanilli. He wasn't a member of a uh, singing group. He's the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. Now, People say, oh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he controls the military. No, he does not. Chairman of the Joint Staff, the Joint Staff was kind of—they are advisors to the president. They command no military. In fact, one of the highest kind of directions from our Constitution is that we wanted a civilian-controlled military. That's a directive. That's in the Constitution. If you bother, you can read it. If not, I'll tell you. That's what it says. Civilian control of the military. That's why the president is the commander-in-chief and not General Alexander Miller. So his position is to advise the president. He doesn't command. He doesn't direct the troops. He advises. So when they were talking about him speaking to his counterpart in China, there's a real problem here. There's a real danger. And Maybe those of you who don't understand why we have a civilian control of the military, it's to protect we the people. Again, going back to that document of limitations, we the people are protected by a civilian commander-in-chief. So the military can't come in and take over. But apparently, and again, you know, Jim Acosta and Bob Woodward, not exactly known for their, um, let's just say, truth in some of their reporting, a lot of their reporting. But there is some contentions now that, you know, he apparently went behind Trump's back and called his Chinese counterpart, General Lee, not... From the Dukes of Hazard, but the Chinese commander and said I got your back don't worry about it if we're going to do something we'll give you a heads up now you're saying well okay sounds reasonable but think about this for a second apparently Trump never knew about this and Trump is the general he's the commander General Milley Commander-in-Chief, Trump. So how is it that somebody, not in the chain of command, by the way, he's an advisor, decides that he's going to call his Chinese counterpart and tell him, I got you back. Now, we don't know yet whether or not that happened. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm a General Milley, I put myself in his shoes and his uniform, and I'm going to tell myself, wait a second, Somebody just called me out and said, I conducted myself in a treasonous manner. Under the military justice code, by the way, for those of you who don't know, the person who commits the treasonous act, the person who helps them is just as guilty as the person who commits it. The person who suborns it, the person who encourages it under the military justice code is just as guilty. Now, that's very interesting in and of itself. Apparently, Trump's subordinates, the Secretary of Defense, claims he didn't know about any of this. And that's a serious problem, because General Milley has to go to the Secretary of Defense before he does something like this. And if he didn't go there, what happened? But what's even more interesting, what's even more kind of puzzling to me, is... The Pentagon spokesperson gave a statement. I'm sorry. If I'm General Mark Milley, and I told you before, I'm jumping in his suit, I'm jumping in his uniform with all his medals, I'm saying from the top of his yardarm, I absolutely deny this. This is ridiculous. But
1: I didn't hear that.
2: I don't know, Dave, did you hear him deny any of this?
1: Not a word of it.
2: Nothing, did you?
1: No, not a word of it.
2: I mean, I see the Pentagon saying, no, it wouldn't have happened. Well, no, wouldn't have happened and didn't happen is two different things. You know, when <laughs> when you ask something of Jen Saki while she's busily circling around, she's going to circle back to that. But the question the other day, going back to the border, is why are you mandating vaccines for Americans and not for Illegal aliens crossing the border into the United States. And her response, if you don't believe me, look it up. I'll tell you like Victor Amendier as always says, look it up for yourself. Her response was, next question. Think about that. Your government just said, nah, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm busy. So... Now you have a general who went behind Trump's back. So that doesn't sound like a good thing, does it? Anybody out there think that's a good thing? But yet Biden has full confidence in General Milley. Is it that he has confidence in him? Or that General Milley has the goods on Biden? You know, there's been some talk. Uh, apparently, Biden, Dave, when he made that statement that all of his generals concurred in his decision to evacuate and leave everything behind, including the people, uh, that there was no consensus, apparently, what the President Biden didn't remember when he told America that there was a consensus among his generals to get out this way. I'm pretty sure unless he spoke to the Taliban. It probably wasn't our American generals, at least not the ones beyond Milley. But if you're Millie and you advised them not to do this, and now there's some leaks coming out of there. You know how those old leaks start? You know, the old Biden administration starting to leak like a submarine with a screen door. But the leak said that they advised him to leave the 2,500 soldiers there. Now think about this for a second. Trump had the entire country under control with 2,500 soldiers in country. 2,500. The Taliban were not doing anything. They were quietly sitting there. Listen, we all know, I think one of the commanders said from the Taliban, they have all the watches, we have all the time. You know, that's a real telling statement. Well, listen, my own opinion, and as humble as it may be, is we should have gotten out of there in 2011 after bin Laden was finished. When we got him, we needed to get out. This nation-building stuff, you know what? I I can't lay it on Biden. I understand that. But it definitely hits home to three other presidents. Now, Trump had the, the wherewithal to say, you know what? We're getting out of here. But he also understood the nature of what the taliban were and perhaps maybe joe biden should hire you know kids maybe a little further out of high school for his national security agency and maybe for his staff that he has over there that they come out of these colleges that have no clue whatsoever they lived in their own little bubble the real world is different guess what you got school joe biden And America got embarrassed. We're the laughing stock of the world right now. You know, when fools rush out, it should be the new movie. He had no business doing it the way he did. And I think in the end, the wash is going to come clean. But again, once again, that's going to be one of the old hat kind of thing. You know, and that's that's kind of a good segue right into kind of the Durham. What's going on with Durham? Remember him? Oh, that's right. 2019, I remember now. I think that started in 2019. And he was going to be the savior. He was going to get to the bottom of the Russian collusion. So they're either waiting for Russia to disband or, you know, what? So what are they waiting for? So Durham comes up now, and they're claiming... There's great, you know, the Republicans, uh, I think there's still Republicans up on Capitol Hill. I'm not sure. I haven't heard from anybody. There's a spineless bunch of little blobs that are sitting around there. You know, my humble opinion is we need to get rid of everybody and start all over again. This isn't working. You know, we the people, we, we got to get our, our heads out of our butts and start paying attention. From our schools all the way up to the Capitol, all the way up to the Oval Office. Because you know what? You're going to find out one day when you wake up, you're going to go, wait a second, this isn't what they sold us. This isn't what we bought. We took it home, we tried it out, and it doesn't work. It's not working right now. So we looked at the Durham report, and he just indicted what I would call, in legal terms, the low-hanging fruit. You know, they got this guy, Sussman, who apparently was a uh, cybersecurity attorney. A very prominent guy, apparently. But unfortunately, there was a little problem with what he was doing. The slight problem was he was working for Hillary Clinton at the time. So they indicted him. It was a 17-page indictment, but, you know, it's kind of like Dave and I were discussing off the air, is we built this fabulous bridge. It cost us $20 billion, but the river dried up 30 years ago. So it's kind of useless. At this point, what is the Durham report going to get us, folks? Oh, we're going to get some attorney who did something wrong. We all know they did wrong. But they're not going to get the guilty parties. They're going to get the henchmen. You know, when when they went after the mafia, they didn't go after the henchmen. They went after the big guys. We're not going after the big guys. We apparently only stop at the henchmen. You know, so Sussman, what? He's going to make a plea bargain deal who loses law license and get a, uh, you know, get a gig on CNN or MSNBC as a host. You know, so where's the downside? And this is the, this is the problem with, you know, and, I, and I'm falling all over the place here, and I'm going to wind up right where I didn't want to start out, but we're going to be back here again, is with this defund the police movement. Can someone please tell the idiots in charge that it's the wrong thing to do? You know, as they run around town with their armed security, private security, by the way, and they tell everybody else, we don't need the police. You know, it's like Bloomberg. You know what? When you're ready to give up your nine armed security guards and you're willing to walk around town, then talk to me about defunding the police. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of. You know, in Rising Crime, you wonder why crime's out of control? Let BLM burn down your cities with no repercussions whatsoever, no accountability. Let me ask you this. How many of the BLM rioters that caused billions of dollars are still in jail now? Who are beating the crap out of people? How many? Huh. I'm Pretty much none. Guess what? How many were prosecuted? Almost none. Why? Well, that's the question we need to ask ourselves. Why? So why are the January 6th perpetrators, and I'm not condoning what they did January 6th, they had no business breaking into the Capitol. It was stupid. You know, you only need one or two idiots in a crowd to get the crowd going. And they knew about it ahead of time. And guess what? This was a setup, folks. You want the reality? Here's the reality. Pelosi knew about this, but this was the perfect opportunity to take Trump down. She let this happen. I submit to you that she knew about it ahead of time. Sorted the upper echelon of the Capitol Police. They could have called the National Guard out in five minutes. They could have surrounded that place. They could have put up immoral fences. But they didn't. Why? I submit to you because they wanted it to happen. They knew if one knucklehead jumped in, that the rest of them would follow behind them. And that's pretty much what it was. It was like an unauthorized sightseeing tour for the most part. Yes, they did a lot of damage breaking in, and that's the guys who you need to nail. But the rest of the people who came in and took selfies, it's like a tour guide without the tour. So it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But you don't keep people in isolation, in jail, for something that went on. The only person who got killed was shot by a Capitol Police officer, who admitted he never saw a weapon, who admitted he didn't feel threatened, who admitted he never saw her, but he couldn't see her hands, and and that's okay. You know what? You take that out in any other police force in the world, and that officer is suspended pending the investigation. That officer is off of the job. You don't shoot unarmed people, right? Didn't we learn that? I thought we learned about that. We don't shoot unarmed people, right? Well, that's except if it's a Republican. So now you're allowed to shoot Republicans? Is that what Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Nadler are saying? It's okay to shoot people when it's a Republican? So we got to really think about what today's the Constitution Day is all about. You know, and we'll circle back to it because... It is important to understand what the very nature of this country was built on. The fact that tyranny and dictatorships were unacceptable. When you weaponize the IRS, when you weaponize the Department of Justice, when you weaponize the FAA now, apparently, that is a problem. And we better wake up, because the reality is going to bite us when we're not awake. We're going to get caught. We're going to... Figure out, too late. You know, right now what they're trying to do is they're trying to take 160,000 Afghan citizens and resettle them. And now they've got another 10,000 Haitians at the border, and they're going to resettle them. And guess what? The government gets to pick where to put them. You know, and you wonder, even Democrats wonder how Ilhan Omar got into the House of Representatives. And I can tell you how. It was a vote list. And they brought her over here. And they settled them all over there. And guess what? They elected her. Because you know what? Remember I talked about at the opening? I talked about the gift of America that they left us. Those 39 individuals, the founding fathers of this country. They left us the gift. But people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, they didn't get the gift. They didn't understand the gift. I should say they got the gift, but they didn't pay for it. They got the gift, but they didn't understand it. And they got the gift, and they don't cherish it. They think we got everything for nothing. Guess what? They're wrong. We worked our butts off as Americans to give for the world. And if you don't think America gave, take a look at the death toll of World War II when we saved the rest of the world. That's what America does. We save the world. But see, people like Ilhan Omar, when she turns around and she, she tells you that something happened to some people on 9-11, 2001, did that make your blood boil? Because it made mine boil. Because 2,997 people died that day. But what I'm talking about generally is this country needs to get back together. I feel like we've been ripped apart in half. You know, you have Democrats and Republicans. We're not even listening to each other anymore. We don't listen. We'd rather fight. Mark, but what I really want to know is where are the Republicans in Washington?
1: Mark, I, wa- I want you know to interrupt. Mark, I want to interrupt you a second. How you were talking about Omar, which I can't stand, obviously. But what is the penalty, or is there a penalty, or how can you? How can there be any retribution when she stood there and took the oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all foreign and domestic? Now, she's a domestic terrorist as far as I'm concerned, so she has breached, in my opinion, she has breached her oath.
2: Well, in reality, she's breached her oath. But for the same reason that the investigation of her marrying her brother to get into the United States was never investigated. Because the FBI is compromised. I absolutely believe the FBI has been compromised. Why do I say that? There's too many things that have happened in the last six years that have gone unnoticed by a lot of people. And, you know, I know we're getting back into people say, "Oh, it's Trumpism, it's a big lie. No, it's not the big lie. It's the reality. I didn't lie to a FISA court. You know, if I lied to a judge, he's going to call me before him and find me in contempt. You lie to a FISA court and nothing happens? Where are the FISA judges? Are they also part of the system? Are they also part of the corrupt system? If I was a FISA judge, I'd be fuming right now. I'd want every one of those FBI agents who came in and lied to me right before me. And as far as Ilhan Omar... Listen, anything that comes out of her mouth is garbage. Anything that comes out of her brain is less than subhuman. She says, oh, we're worried about Americans. They don't want the immigrants because we'll outshine them. Listen, you ungrateful little bitch. (laughs) I'll hold it because it's radio. But (laughs) you were given the gift of America, and you squandered it, and you hate it. But you know what? Anytime you want to leave, feel free to go the other way. Feel free to go back to Somalia. Nothing's keeping you here. Our border is as porous as a screen door. You could just walk right out of the country. In fact, if she calls me, I'll fly her back. I don't have a problem. Listen, my big theory is you either love this country or you don't. If you don't love the country, leave. Get out. You know, it's you have no business being here. You know, if I moved somewhere else to another country and I hated the country. Why wouldn't I leave you know why because they don't even believe the things that they're saying but you know what the news will report that garbage the news will put it on and other people go huh oh so they think the immigrants are outside Americans listen America is made of immigrants if she had half a brain she'd understand that but it's made of American immigrants if everybody goes off into their own little station and everybody goes off into their own little world, guess what? There's no more America. It's over. You
1: know, you know if you I.
2: Might as well form little countries.
1: If I had one suggestion to everyone, particularly women, read the Quran and Sharia law. Find out about Sharia law. This is what Omar wants to live under. Let her live under it, but not here.
2: Yeah, she, listen, I begrudge her nothing. But when she starts spewing garbage out of her mouth, that's when I get upset. She has no business being here if she hates the country, if she doesn't like the country. You know what? This is America. This is the home of the free, the home of the brave, and the home of the brilliant. That's what made America. Because we have free thinking. not stupid thinking. There's a difference. You know, people like her, when you look at it, it it turns people off to America when you see what goes on. But again, like you said, she wants Syria law. Go Afghanistan's wide open. I'm sure they'd love to have you. You know, there's a burqa waiting for you right then and there. Go ahead. Try living under that. But you see, they're all talk, Dave. They're all talk. They don't believe what they say. It's like Nancy Pelosi and her wall, the immoral wall. Oh, but you got a 10-foot wall around your house? Oh, that's different. <laughs> oh, it's either immoral or it's not immoral. How come people don't walk into your house all day long? Well, this is America's house. Don't come in our, our windows, come in our front door. Because if you're not, we'll let you in. If you're the right person, and what I mean by the right person, how many convicted felons are they letting in right now? Don't even get me started on the fentanyl. China is brilliant. They're shipping all their fentanyl through the cartels into Mexico and poisoning America right now. Just a, the, the Chinese, you know, Billy doesn't think the Chinese are an adversary. He needs to take off his uniform and go sit in Beijing for a couple of days. Because yeah. he needs to wake up to reality. He, he also is another ideologue who has no clue what reality is. You know, he have made, may have had a distinguished career. And I don't know how much of that is real or not. But the, the price that we are paying right now for the decisions made by this administration have devastated America. It has destroyed America's reputation in the world. And it's going to take decades to get it back. You know, you cannot squander an opportunity. And that's what we're doing right now in this country. If we let the progressives and the liberals take over and the conservatives sit back and say no problem... We're done. Stick a fork in us. It's going to be too late before the conservatives wake up. You know, we need to get organized, we need to get well-funded, and we need to have a focus, just like the progressives and the liberals. Their focus is burning down America. Our focus is to keep it and build it, and keep making it better than it was the day before, not tearing it down.
1: Amen. Mark, we're going to have to wrap it up. And uh, thank you for joining uh, the America's Web Radio family, and we look to some great responses to your show today. It was wonderful.
2: Thank you very much, everybody, and have a great weekend. Stay safe, and remember, thank a cop the next time you see him.
1: Absolutely. Take care.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.